Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. Welcome to the Edify Podcast, where we believe the path to success can be achieved by small and simple means. On this episode of the Edify Podcast, we will hear from a Mexico native who came to the United States with zero English speaking skills, but he was able to learn English through his sales job and has become one of the top level reps, clearing over 250000 He has his bachelor's in financial economics and associates in business. He has worked for Aptive for the last seven years and has produced over $2 million in revenue for them, and that was just this last summer. So without further ado, welcome Roberto Galvin de Anada. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm super excited for you to share your story. Um, I, I kind of, the heading to this episode is becoming a six-figure sales rep in America without being able to speak any English. So I'm sure most people are going to be excited to hear that story. So why don't you just start from uh, graduating high school and, and tell us your journey? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, well, for me, it, everything, it happens kind of fast, honestly, because I was born and raised in Mexico. I was in high school. As soon as I graduated, I went on a mission for my church for two years. But while I was there, uh, my family moved to Texas. They moved to McAllen, Texas. <laughs> so that wasn't part of the plan or anything. Um, I remember that graduating from high school, I wanted to learn English because, you know, you always see like the mo- like movies and stuff like that. So I wanted to learn English to be able to understand not reading the subtitles. Um, but it was only like a plan for coming to the U.S. or Canada for like a year and then going back to Mexico, you know? Uh, but then when I was during that period of my uh, period of time of my life, uh, my mom told me, hey, like we moved to Texas. So I'm like, really? And I don't know, it just kind of like opened a whole new world of possibilities. Cause I was like, I knew that after I finished that, uh, that mission, I would be coming back to, to Texas. And I was in Northern West part of Mexico at the time. Uh, so I still had like a one and a half year left. And uh, as soon as I, you know, I finished my, my, that period of time that I was uh, serving a mission, I, I moved to Texas and uh, for a little bit, I didn't have any friends there or anything. So I had more friends in Utah. So I ended up moving to Utah and, and yeah, I've been here for seven years, almost seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So tell a little bit how, uh, how you got into the, the whole summer sales gig, how you broke into the six figure income bracket and how you've just, I mean, you're essentially a self-made man. So t- tell us a little bit how that all started. Well, thank you, man. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It was, it was hard at the beginning because you're moving into a complete different culture. Like I, as I said, like I was raised in Mexico. So for me, everything was new. I never tried s'mores in my life. I never like, you know, even like simple things like 
uh, raspberry cobbler. Like I've never tried those things before. <laughs> I never celebrated Thanksgiving. I never like really celebrated Halloween either. So it was like a, a whole new thing. I didn't know what an IRS was or like the DMV was. Like I was completely like confused, you know, when I when I came here. Um, and since I didn't know the language, of course, any college, any major college would take me. So I just uh, started going to a very, very small community college. And I told them, seriously, like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to pass my classes. And they were like, no, you need to pass the English test. I went and took the, the, the TOEFL. That's the name of the English test that you need to take. And I failed it. I failed it bad. Um, so I just, you know, made my way into this community college. I started my first job at the library and I liked it because I didn't have to do anything other than just like, you know, like, like, I don't know if people would ask me for books, I would give them or like just organizing the shelves and everything. Um, there wasn't much talking. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too much talking. That was like the best part. And I, of course, I would get super nervous. I'm not, I'm a very outgoing person in Spanish now in English too, but back, like, I would be super scared of making mistakes and, like, I, I don't know. It was just, like, extremely hard for me just to to be myself in a different language. Uh, so what I did is that, well, while I was studying there, I had a friend, and he spoke both English and Spanish, but this guy was about to buy a $20,000 uh, car in cash, and I was making $8 an hour. I didn't have a car. <laughs> And I didn't even have for the down payment. And first of all, I didn't even have credit. I had zero, no bad credit, just like zero credit. So he told me about the job, about selling, you know, uh, pest control door to door. And I'm like, no, this is not possible. Like, I don't think people pay for like pest control. Cause in, you know, in Mexico or in, even in like in other countries around the world, you don't see this kind of service. Like you don't think people will pay for, for this, you know, like, in other countries, they just do it themselves or like, I don't know, it's such a, here is more like, an, yeah, it is a need for a lot of people, but over there is it's just something that people wouldn't pay for. So I just didn't believe it. Uh, but yeah, he told me about it. I thought about it. I even called my mom and it's interesting because a lot of people, a lot of people that I now recruit, their parents are like, no, get a real job, get a secure job. <laughs> but, but what my mom said was like, you know what, try it out. And I'm like, it sounds legit. They're doing it. Uh, they're making a lot of money, but I don't know if I will be able to do it because at the time I was only three months like in the U.S. when I started uh -huh. uh, pest control door to door. But and still at this time, I, you're not that good at with English yet, huh? Oh yeah, I've had like one or two months here. You know, I'm still <laughs> not really good with my English. I still make a ton of mistakes, but. Uh, the difference now is that I'm not afraid anymore of making mistakes. Like if I make it, like, so be it, whatever, like I just move on. But uh, I still struggle. But yeah, back in the day, I just understood the main idea. So I was scared to death to try something like that because it was such a big challenge. I was only a month when I was like a month living here in the U.S. when I got like this opportunity or like it, it was presented to me uh -huh. and my mom told me, you know what, try it out because if you don't take risks in life, you will never know what would happen. So just try it out. And if it doesn't work, who cares? Just come back to Utah and just move on, you know? Right. Right. That's awesome. So what, what attracted you to the sales? I mean, obviously this guy was throwing $20,000 on a, on a new vehicle, but what attracted you to it? And, um, then tell us a little bit about how you were able to overcome the language barrier. And then tell us a little bit about your success with, with, with the sales. 
Yeah, well, the money was, of course, a big part of it. Like, I was making $8 an hour. Mm -hmm. So he told me, hey, even if you're making $10 an hour, if you multiply that by 14, uh, 17 weeks, 40 hours a week, that's only $6,800. But if you go with us, maybe you are not going to make twenty-five dollars or $20,000, but you're going to make, maybe, I don't know, maybe double. If you double it, that would be worth it for you. So I was just like, I, I was thinking about it. It sounds very like, I was just very nervous. I didn't know what to expect, but this is like the, probably the biggest thing that really incentivized me. As a foreigner, you hear a lot of things about LA, you know, it's where Hollywood is, the star, <laughs> like, you know, like all the actors and actresses and you, you hear about all this glamorous, uh -huh. uh, you know, environment from, um, about LA. So my mom is like, plus, you've never been in L.A., so it would be super nice to go and live there for the summer. Uh -huh. So more than I have to admit that more than the money, I was just very incentivized to go and live in L.A. <laughs> uh, for me, as a foreigner, that was like the coolest thing ever since I've never, you know, went there as a kid or I never went to Disneyland or any of those places. So the money and the place that I was going to to work was like the main thing. That's awesome. So then, so tell us a little bit. Okay. So now you're, you're trans we'll transition to you. You're out there, you're in LA, you're, you're selling pest control. How did that, how did that look like? And then how'd you end up in the summer? Yeah. Uh, okay. First of all, I didn't have a car or anything. Um, one of my friends, you know, made me the favor to give me a ride there, but while we were driving, he told me, yeah, like we're, we just need to study for the test. And I'm like, what test? He's like, yeah, we need to take a test in California. So I was like, how do you know anything about a test? Like I knew that I had, you know, that I would be working and going door to door, but nobody told me about the test. Um, so for me, that was like, I had no options. I was already on my way there. So it was just challenging um, everything about it. Honestly, yeah, the language, the culture, not, I didn't even have a car. I had nothing. I had like $500 in my bank account like I just have barely to survive so everything was new to me so I was just enjoying it I was enjoying it a lot because I got to meet new people and people who didn't speak any Spanish so that helped me a lot to really practice my English and to get my and to put myself out there um, it was definitely challenging kind of lonely at the times as well because you know it's just it's, it's extremely hard but uh, yeah, it was just, everything was new. It was like a new experience. So I was just very excited about it. That's awesome. So your first couple of weeks, uh, were you able to get any sales and how were you able to get sales with, uh, you know, the language barrier that you had? Yeah. Okay. This is actually very interesting because after two or three weeks training, they just told me, because even my leader now he tells me, dude, I didn't think that you would make it like at all. But like back in the day, he didn't tell me that, of course, like I didn't want it to make you feel bad. Um, so the first day that I went out, I actually sold. I sold three accounts. So, yeah, wow. a lot of people, it's interesting because a lot of people, they're like, they, they pass like weeks, something like one or two weeks with no sales. For me, I start selling really quickly 
And I just memorized word by word what they asked me to, to say. <laughs> so I just memorized the, the sales pitch and like uh -huh. word by word. And I would just like practice it over and over and over and the pronunciation of the words and everything. And then there were times where like, I didn't know what they were saying or the, what they were asking. So I would have to call my managers like, hey, like this guy has some questions. <laughs> and I would just like, he would close it for me sometimes, you know, but it was, it got, uh, it started getting really not easy, but like easier mm -hmm. because they were always the same questions and the same answers. So I kind of like memorize what like the, the question was and how I would have to answer it. So, gotcha. but okay. I started selling, yeah, I probably sold, yeah, three my first day and then two my second day, maybe one my third day. I don't remember exactly like how it went, but maybe, you know, like there were days that I didn't sell as well, but I started selling my first week really well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like there were times where I wasn't selling. Uh -huh. I always tried to have the attitude of, you know what? I didn't sell anything today in the days that I basically didn't sell anything. But I was like, I didn't sell anything today, but at least I practiced my English. So I was uh. always super satisfied because I would like go back home and it's like, yeah, I didn't make any money today. I didn't sell anything, but I feel a lot more confident with my English. So that was a very like, I guess, positive attitude to have at the time. Yeah, that's super interesting because I know a lot of sales rep, their first week, they, you know, you kind of teach them not to worry about getting any sales because it's a big learning yeah. curve. But even if you weren't getting sales, like other people might get defeated, but you were like, hey, I, I got better at English. So it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's I always awesome. try to see it that way. And like, like a new experience, I knew like things would come eventually. And even if they didn't come, I was loving the experience. So. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your success. How did, how did you do that first year? And then kind of just fast forward to like what you're able to produce and bring in um, today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my first summer basically, well, I only wanted to make 15 K that was double than 600, like $6,800. And that summer, I just remember that I worked extremely hard. Like I didn't take a lot of days. Off. Actually, I only took one day off to go to Disneyland because I never, you know, was in Disneyland <laughs> you had before. To. Yeah, I had to go. So I only took one day off in four months. Um, and I ended up, uh, you know, like producing and making $35,000. But my second, you know, when you, at the company that I worked for, once that you hit that uh, benchmark that you sell 250 accounts, I sold 256 accounts. Um, so, you know, like they took me to Hawaii and then I... Um, they pay for my rent and I want all the incentives and then uh, you become a team leader. So as a team leader, basically you're able to, yeah, you make more money, your percentage goes up, you're able to manage a team. And that really helped me to develop other skills uh, with leadership and all that stuff. Um, second year, I was uh, selling in Dallas with a small team. And this, at the same time, you know, we produce over $200,000 in revenue for the company uh, and it's just been growing since since then um, right now is this is gonna be my seventh year working for this company and we have several four teams actually uh, under my supervision that I'm able to shadow guys and train them and help them to you know to be uh, or to get where where I got my first summer so, that's yeah. awesome that's awesome so uh, if you feel comfortable would you share a little bit of some, about those numbers uh, just because I think, like you said before, there's a big stigma with uh, door-to-door -door sales. And a lot of people are like, 
you can't make money in that. And I remember when I did it, my first, I remember my first summer doing it, which I made 50,000 my first summer. Uh, but there was a guy that opened the door and he came out and started cussing me out and he, and he was telling me to get a real job. And uh, I was like, I make more money than you do, dude. But, <laughs> but yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize, um, first of all, it is challenging. It's very competitive, it, but it's so rewarding and on so many different levels, especially financially. So could you just kind of maybe tell a little bit about what you're able to uh, pocket with the, all the teams you got going on so people can see the potential? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, there are many examples. And of course, there are people that are doing way better than me. And, you know, um, so I would say I can give you kind of like the, you know, you know, like the summary and everything. Uh, in my case, I made, for example, my first summer, $35,000, right? But there are other things that you can do that can help you to basically uh, boost and increase your, uh, your income. For example, I have my average rookie guy make around 30 to $35,000, but I also got, got, I have guys making 53,000 their first summer. And I also have guys making 18,000 their first summer. So it really, it will come to your, you know, the work ethic of the guy, how hard, like how hard they work and how uh, incentivized they're to produce. Now, if they're recruiting people, they're something called the two for four bonus. They bring two guys, they produce a hundred accounts each. They have the opportunity to get um, you know, like 4% increase. So everything is based on bonuses. Uh, by my, I can tell you this, um, by my second year, my second summer, basically after that summer in LA, I was already in the six figure mark. And by the third or fourth summer, I was already above the $300,000 per summer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you, man. From, That's from not being able to speak English to great English and, uh, uh, doing, doing well, you're very successful. That's awesome. So Thanks. what was, what would you say the most, I mean, I, obviously the, the language part was pretty challenging, but what would you say was the most challenging part of your journey? Um, and how were you able to overcome it? Yeah. Uh, I think that's very important because for all of the guys who, you know, they put sometimes a lot of excuses, uh, and they give me a lot of things. One guy didn't want to come the other day cause he was too shabby. You know, the other guy is like, no, I think like, you know, um, how like native people do knocking doors and like you can have all these preconceptions about yourself that you are too fat or that you are too short or that you are too brown or whatever, like you're thinking. But those are things that are, like only you are, you know, like it, it just plays a big role in your head. So the biggest challenge besides the language barrier is get out of your head. Because we all have insecurities. We all have things that we, we can get better or that we just feel self-doubt a lot about ourselves. So just like overcoming that self-doubt. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Right now, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's like I would do it in a heartbeat. But there are things that I want to, you know, to do. And I'm like, like we all have self-doubt, you know, sometimes. So I guess like I'm always striving to overcome that and to... Uh, listening to a lot of podcasts and listening to a lot, you know, like audiobooks and kind of like get out of my head and think positive. I know that it is just like hard to just say like, yeah, I just think positive because you're like, oh yeah, like I'm loving it. And, and like, I'm not doing anything like it's not, it's not going well for me, but really like your reality, like your thoughts become your reality. So I don't know how to explain it, but in the times where I'm just like not there and I'm feeling bad and I feel like self-doubt or like I feel angry or something. I just don't sell. I don't know what it is, but people can feel it. People can feel your energy. 
But in the times where I'm just like, I even trick my mind. It's like during the summer, I can be depressed. I can be sad. I can be angry. I'm just the happiest person on earth. And I try to portray that with people. And I try to, even if they are just, you know, being rude, I try to be the nicest person, like genuinely, because I believe that that just create a positive energy around you and just things work better that way. Yep. hundred percent agree with that. That's awesome. So if you were to contribute, um, some small and simple methods that led to your success, what would you break it down to? Maybe like one or two things that you felt like by you consistently do doing that led to, to your success. There are two things that have been helping me a lot recently. This is not something that I did, you know, like five or six years ago, but recently it's just helped me to go from 20 guys to 120 guys. That has been like for the last year, you know, my downline was kind of like not dying, but just like, you know, getting uh, slower. So what I did, you still there, right? Yep. Okay, sorry. So what I did, uh, working out has helped me a lot in uh, listening to audiobooks when I'm doing it. And it doesn't have to be sometimes a, a super hard workout or it doesn't have to be like a hit workout where I'm just like going crazy. But sometimes just being in the treadmill and just listening to like really good books helped me to put my mind in the right place. And at the same time, I'm burning calories, which <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't hurt as well. But um Sometimes if I don't feeling, I, I'm not feeling like working out, I just start going in the treadmill kind of like for a walk and, uh, and I'm listening to audiobooks and that really sets my, you know, the pace for my day. Gotcha. I love that because I'm a big fan of growth mindset and always being uh, willing to improve and progress and grow and to learn and educate yourself. I actually have a morning routine myself. Every morning I get up, I go to the gym, I work out and, uh, I actually do the same thing. Like I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts or I listen to audiobooks. Usually it's a podcast about business or some kind of self-improvement uh, principle, but I always do that. And then I, you know, I come, I'll come home, get ready. I'll, I'll meditate. I'll journal, look at my goals for the day and kind of plan my day out. And then I'm off to the races. So uh, I, I love, love that. It. That's awesome. Yeah. What has been uh, for you, what has been one of the most rewarding parts about being a sales rep? a door-to-door sales rep? Something that my friend told me when I was driving to LA, uh, when he was driving, actually, uh, he said, Roberto, if you can make it and make great money, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be great, like awesome. But the experience that you will get from this job will take you to so many places. And I guess I didn't realize about the, you know, like there, I don't know, like all the progression, all the, things that would happen, but something that I really would take from this job. Yeah. The money is great for sure. But at this point, uh, the growth, like the personal growth, the being able to help others to get where I'm at or like, you know, help like college kids to pay for the full tuition, like for the four years, they're going to be in college. Just like the, the mindset, <clears throat> the, the growth, the personal growth is like the most valuable thing that I would take from this job. Yeah, that would definitely be very rewarding. Um, so if someone were wanting to break into the six-figure income bracket and, um, you know, become a sales rep, what, what's some advice you'd give them to, to get started? Um, I was thinking about this because there's so many ways to make money, you know, like you don't have to do door-to-door. Door-to-door has worked for me. 
Uh, but for example, some people uh, back from in Mexico, they were asking me like, Hey, like, what would you recommend? And like, think sometimes like they, there are like, there is some programs with like door to door, but no, nothing like this. Uh, so I would, I would just recommend to get into something that is not a nine to five job. Like if I was in Mexico, I probably would be getting into some network, mar- you know, like multi-level marketing, maybe, you know, like doTERRA is doing really well in Mexico right now. Uh, essential oils and like new skin and there's so many things especially because we have that culture of you know like mm, you know partying and meeting a lot of people and hanging out and like all that stuff it's really easy to really connect with people and network with them Uh, but even here in the U.S. uh, if they're not doing door I mean I recommend door to door but I would recommend and honestly anything that is not a nine-to-five job something like a side hustle like honestly whatever it is that the the sky is the limit that's what i would say i love it i i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) so if you could go back to the high school aged you um what's some what would be some advice you'd give yourself or what would you do differently i i just didn't have the mindset and a lot of like my eyes just really like wide open when i came to the us and i got to experience different cultures and different, you know, um, backgrounds and everything. But if I would have to give some advice to myself is just not to waste time on like social media. Don't waste time on just like things that are are not going to take you anywhere. I would just like fight for your dreams, plan your, you know, what you want to do, what is going to bring you the more joy and, and success and, you know, like whatever success uh, means for you. Um, but I would just, yeah, I guess I would start reading more and, and, and starting uh, at that time. Perfect. Love it. So we're going to go into the next segment of the podcast where I ask three additional questions uh, to every guest. We, we do the same, the same questions. Uh, yeah. The first one is, what is the most recent book you've read? or listen to in your case, since you're listening to them <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, one thing you learned from it. The last, actually, I just finished it like two days ago. It's called your erroneous zones. It's about uh, mindset. It's about self-confidence and, and the one thing that I learned from it is that we all are programmed uh, since we're kids, basically to believe certain things about ourselves. And that we maybe are not like we're shy. That means that you're not a salesman or that you're too extrovert. No, that, that means that you can't write poetry. Like that, that, those were some of the examples that they were saying. But it was I just learned that the book says that you only have one life and that you need to basically strive to live your best life and to fulfill your true potential. And that if you always uh, live in fear about what other people think, or if you allow fear to, Im- uh, to immobilize you, like you will never like reach that true potential that you have. So we kind of like, have to this program or to kind of like, you know, like forget the past and forget those things that we were told as kids and as a teenagers and kind of like, um, you know, like kind of like reprogram ourselves and 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 life is a choice so that's what like it talks about uh and i love that book so yeah i recommend it yeah i'll have to check that one out i haven't read that one yet uh second question what is one principle you strive to live your life by i strive uh to live by the principle of falling 
following my my gut, like following really what I'm thinking. Uh, and if there's challenges, uh, going for it and trying new things and not allowing myself to to just like be mobilized, like I just said. Cool. Uh, third third question: What is one of the greatest pieces of advice you've been given? Never give up. Love it. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Roberto, where can people find out more about you? Yeah. Uh, well, my in Instagram, I probably, you know, I have more activity in Instagram. My uh, username is aptive.rob. So aptive is A-P-T-I-V-E dot Rob. So, yeah, probably just there. And same in TikTok. I, I have the same name pretty much everywhere. Okay, perfect. And we'll link those in the show notes so people can find out a little bit more about you. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast, man. This was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Stay tuned for next week's episode where our guest is going to give us some simple and practical advice on how we can achieve our health and fitness goals despite our busy schedules. So look forward to next week's episode. It'll probably come out this next Thursday. See you then.